All right, welcome back to the Super Fantasy Football Brothers Podcast. Yeehaw! <laughs> Thank you, handsome Joe. <laughs> You're welcome, Joe. <laughs> Joe to Joe. <laughs> That's what you look like? You're not that handsome. <laughs> All right, guys, today we are back with uh, running backs, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about three running backs in depth. I thought we were going to talk about tennis this podcast. And I thought we were going to talk about who we are. I'm your junior co-host, Joe <laughs> Mernopolis. Our actual host, Joe LaPenta, brought us in. And my brother, Nicky Noise, Simple Nick. I'm just here. He's just here not to get fined. We're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, and James Conner. Joe, take it away. Before we do that, Joseph, you're not dunking ahead of yourself. We have news. We're going to talk a little bit about the Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott holdings right now. <gasps> Yeah, Joe, why? You don't want to talk about this? Because this kind of hits know, close ready. to your heart. I've been ready You're to ready talk to about it. You're ready to spill your guts about this little topic? Shall I start? I, I, Joe, home. I would say let Joe take this one because, you know. I'm sure he's going to lecture something. I know. He's let's, got, let's hear it. I just have some information that I'm sure Melvin Gordon's agent has and is letting the San Diego Chargers. might not have Los it. Angeles Chargers You might want to get a hold of him. Mm, I'll send Does him anyone the link. know his number? I'll send him the link. All right. But anyways, do you two honestly think – they're missing games this year. Elliot, no, not here's, to Elliot. Here's the thing, Gordon. Maybe here's I, the I th- just want to answer. Can I just say? Here's yeah, the thing. Can. What Le'Veon Bell did last year, he may have caused a chain of events, like a domino effect, because he did end up getting what he wanted. So now these running backs are looking at this like, well, let me do this now while I'm young, get my contract, get what I want, sit out this year, and then. If they get it done now early and they use up that con- contract, then they're still in the running to get a second contract. Because, like, if Melvin Gordon gets what he wants now, say he gets a four-year deal, how old will he be in four years? He's going to be 30. He's not getting a second contract. Oh, he's 26. This kind of falls under Zeke then more because this is why Zeke's doing it. Zeke's only like, 22. No, he's like 24. No, Zeke's not 24. He's nope. 23 or 24. He's Nick. not. He's maybe not 23. 22. He's, he's 23. He'll only be 27. He still could get another big three-year contract. I just think these running backs coming in now, they're going to make sure they're going to try to get their money now as soon as possible because they're, they're, their career is much more condensed than everybody else. And if them holding out a year to get what they want gets it done, they might do it. I don't know. I don't think they will, but and I hope they don't, but Bell did it. Okay, so do you think they're sitting out any games this year? Yes or no? Yes I or no? I don't know. <laughs> you have to say Zeke, yes or no. Zeke, I don't think Zeke's going to sit out. I don't out, think Zeke will. But and I think it is a very real possibility that Melvin Gordon may not play this year. Okay, and let me and just tell change you your minds. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Just so you know, Ezekiel Elliott's planning on going to Europe soon. They read that in the news. <laughs> what is that? Going to Europe soon. He's blowing off training camp because he oh. wants a new deal. So you guys are panicking over Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon said he wants to meet you know somewhere reasonable. Melvin Gordon didn't say I want the most money out of any running back. Ezekiel Elliott he wants the most money out of any running back. So I think everyone's perceptions are kind of altered for some reason. Yeah, Melvin Gordon spoke up first, but I think Ezekiel Elliott, especially with the off the field kind of crap. He's more dangerous to actually miss games because he obviously he shows the character traits that is, he's a person that doesn't really care. He's all about the money. I well, real Melvin, quick, I think Zeke's doing that because he knows there's no possibility that they're not going to give him what he wants. And okay, that's fine. Let's talk about Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, without Melvin Gordon in the Chargers' offense, Philip Rivers threw 12 interceptions last year, right? 
In the four games Melvin Gordon wasn't playing, he threw half of those interceptions. So in four games, without the boy, he threw half his interceptions. What was the win-loss record those four games? I don't know. What were they, 3-1? and 4-0. One? Okay, that's fine. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I know. That's the thing. They're a that's, good team. That's what I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about that. That's did fine. they win you know, in spite of him, or did they win because they're a good team? But anyway, they had a phenomenal year in their own right. Um, Philip Rivers, 38 years old. Los Angeles Chargers are not a Pittsburgh Steeler kind of franchise. They don't have six championships. They're not in the kind of position where they'll play around with studs, star players, because, you know, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they got James Conner, who's a highly touted running back. They got, you know, the Super Bowl champion quarterback. The Los Angeles Chargers, they desperately want a Super Bowl. They're not going to waste their last opportunity or their, their window right now over a couple million dollars when they have $10 million after they do their cuts, they're going to have $10 million in cap space. Melvin Gordon's getting paid $5.7 million this year. Ty Gurley, $17 million a year. Even if they gave him the whole $10 million, he's a million lower than Ty Gurley. Melvin Gordon never said he wanted to be the highest paid running back. He just wants to he be wants to be appreciated. paid appropriate, appropriately. I Joey agree. Bosa. He should be. Did not sign his rookie <laughs> contract because he was fighting over you know the, the language or whatever, the offset language. There was this big holdout. The Chargers weren't going to sign him. It was going to go into the season. What happened? They met in the middle. Joey Bosa, recent Los Angeles Chargers. This recently happened two years ago. They found a way to meet in the middle. They signed two weeks before the start of the season. They are going to find a way to play with Melvin Gordon. Everyone got this crap about, well, they got Austin Eckler or Justin Jackson. They had the opportunity to be the guys. They couldn't do it. Melvin Gordon's a superstar. You don't let your superstar, you know, sit on the bench. Maybe they let him do it for two games. They're not going the whole year without this guy. All right. I, I agree with you. Um, the thing about it is I'm not there. I don't know the conversations that are going on. I think Melvin Gordon's doing this right now pretty much for all the same reasons you just mentioned. He knows he needs to get paid. He knows they have a really small window. And he knows you could say whatever you want. Phillip Rivers is the the engine behind that offense. But that offense did go 4-0 without Melvin Gordon in there, but when they did go 4-0, Phillip Rivers did not have a nice time. And if you want Phillip Rivers to have a nice time and not get hit and not have to deal with getting sacked and putting it all on his back, you need your workhorse running back. You need Melvin Gordon in there. You don't need a five foot ten Austin Eckler that can't run between the tackles getting the ball every other down. So I do agree with you. I think he's just doing it because he knows they're going to have to pay him, and I think that if they're smart, they will pay him. But it just seems like now these running backs are starting to realize that they need to get paid sooner rather than later. And if they're going to get paid sooner rather than later, one guy already showed you what may have to be done to get the job done in Le'Veon Bell, who we will talk about in this podcast. But I'm just saying, you know, I think Le'Veon Bell, everybody gave him a lot of crap. But I think everybody was just waiting for the one guy to do it. It's like you're all standing there, and you're all, you all want to do something, but you're all waiting for the first guy to do it. And then when the first guy does do it and it works out for him, you may have other guys standing back there, well, look at this guy. He did it, so wait, I'll do it too. The, the only thing i got to say about Le'Veon Bell is that Melvin Gordon is a smart person. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell is a dumbass. Yeah, I know. But Le'Veon Bell was offered $60 million and turned it down. But for Melvin, $40 Gordon, million. Melvin Gordon was a big advocate of Le'Veon Bell and agreed yeah. with everything he did. Le'Veon Bell turned down $60 million. Did, the Steelers Joe. gave him the money, and he did this to himself. Le'Veon Bell sat out last year because of Le'Veon Bell. 
he got more money than he got in free agency offered to him by the Steelers. If the, if the Chargers offer Melvin Gordon something reasonable, he's going to say yes. He doesn't want to do this. I know. They don't want to do this. Joe, the Steelers didn't want to do it. Le'Veon Bell is a madman. It comes down to pride and respect. <laughs> and I think a lot of this with the running backs lately is a lot about being disrespected and not appreciated. Yeah, they're going to figure it out. So, Le'Veon Bell's whole situation should have never happened. Yeah, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Bell thought he was a super- Bell. Here's the thing. Le'Veon Bell did what he did, but he did it in a, for a different reasons. But he still did it. And what he did could contribute to what these other running backs need. No, and what, they're what doing. They want. They're taking their stand because of that. Uh, because but I'm of saying, that, that's what I'm saying. Bell's not a smart but person. Because he did, they're taking their stand because of what he did. But what, what he did wasn't for the reasons that these guys are trying to do it for now. Because he well, was being offered the money that he wanted. No, if, yeah, he's if a Melvin dumbass. Gordon would have been saying. offered what Le'Veon Bell was offered before he held out. Melvin Gordon would have been signed, and it wouldn't have been an issue. So I'm just saying, like Bell may have did that for the wrong reasons, but he still did it. And all these other guys see it, and now they might. I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen because Le'Veon Bell is living in a fantasy world. Yeah, I know. Well, that that's the thing. But I'm just, I think he'll play. I think he'll get paid what he wants, and I think it'll be fine. And the Ezekiel Elliott thing is just, there's no way they don't pay him what he wants. Yeah, I mean, I think Zeke's going to get paid, so I don't yeah. think he's going to uh, think, sit out. Yeah. He's plenty young to get paid. Uh, with Melvin Gordon, where I'm coming from on this, is one, Melvin Gordon is doing a lot of what Le'Veon Bell did. Le'Veon Bell said, you're either going to pay me this money or I'm going to sit out because you're physically abusing my body and I'm getting old. And like, I need the money now because I'm not going to play forever. That's kind of what Melvin Gordon's doing. I mean, Melvin Gordon, that's one of his reasons is that he takes it. He takes a beating and because he gets so much work that the Chargers are running him into the ground. He's already having injury concerns, getting injured, you know, the past two seasons, right? He was injured. He's out games the past two seasons, I believe. Yeah, I know last season year, for yeah. sure. So it's like his body is taking a toll. His body could be breaking down a bit. And I just don't know if the Chargers care to sign, you know, that man to a long-term deal. And that's why I think he might sit out because, you know, the Chargers had Danian Tomlinson drafted Ryan Matthews to replace uh, him, drafted Melvin Gordon to replace uh, Ryan Matthews. They drafted Justin Jackson last year, and that may not be the direct replacement, but the Chargers might have seen something anyways, and we're like, you know, Melvin Gordon may not be around forever. The dude has injury concerns. You know, we, we like I said, we beat the hell out of him. Are we going to want to sign him for another five years? So that's why they drafted Justin Jackson, I think. And you know what? Like Nick said, they went 4-0. They weren't lighting it up. Like, they weren't electric out of the backfield, but Austin Eckler got the job done. He's a good pass catcher. He could be their... Uh, catching back, and then Justin Jackson could be like their bruiser. And you know what? It was his rookie year. He didn't do terrible. I know he had one really good game, and maybe, you know, he grows in the offseason. Maybe he takes a step up this year. But I just see it as a very real possibility that the Chargers aren't going to give this guy even $10 million a year for four years just because, you know, the concern's there, and he's getting older. All right. Okay, wait, so, wait, wait. I'm sorry, Joe. I need to apologize. I've had about five minutes to reflect. Um... What you said about Le'Veon Bell, they offered him the money. <laughs> yeah. And he ended up holding out just because he's an ass. Yes. They're going to offer Melvin Gordon the money, and the difference is what you said, Melvin Gordon's an intelligent person. Okay, he could take it, but I don't even think he's going to be offered. That's he what I'm saying. I don't offered. think he's going to be offered the money. He will be offered the money. Because you know what? That four-game stretch they won was like pulling teeth. And it's not a consistent, and it's not a, that's not the kind of blueprint you want to have a consistent season. You look at those four games, they struggled, and it was rough, and Philip Rivers had more interceptions than he did all year. 
you don't want to stretch that out to 16 games. They so, won the Kansas City game. Like, it was a miracle. Well, that's what I'm, I'm agreeing with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to take that four-game stretch where you won and extend it to a 16-game season because odds are it ain't going to pan out and it ain't going to come out 4-0 like it did when he was out for those four games. So here's all I'm going to say. They will offer him the money, and he will take it. The difference between him and Le'Veon Bell is they offered him the money, and he, like you said, lives in la-la land and held out and ended up getting what he wanted anyways. Which no, he took $20 no, million I mean, yeah, that's less. That's what I mean. He ended up getting what he thought he wanted, but he ended up getting less money. Melvin Gordon's going to get paid. Melvin Gordon will be a charger at the first, in the starting lineup in the first week of the season. The injury concern bothers me because, yeah, he had – he has injuries that he can't control because, like, the dumb reverse, double reverse. Yeah, whatever. He was out a couple games. Le'Veon Bell tore his MCL. You know, that's an injury concern. That's serious. Todd Gurley doesn't have, you know, he, he, he has, tore his ACL and they gave him $60 million. Melvin Gordon doesn't have a serious injury. They're minor injuries. It's bullshit injuries. And, you don't, and like I said. He's just, 26 years old. I agree. He's he, a stud. He'll be in the starting lineup and he's going to get what he wants and he's a reasonable, intelligent person and he's going to take it. And the four-game stretch, everybody's dogging them, saying they went 4-0, and Austin Eckler this, Austin Eckler that. Phillip Rivers struggled. They barely won those games, and you do not want to take – you know what? They were rolling people when Melvin Gordon was in the game. So you yeah. want to win easy or you want to win hard? I'd rather win easy and just pay the guy his money. He's going to get it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I still don't see why you would offer a, you know, a 26-year-old running back with injury concerns all that money to keep talented. him locked until he's 30. But you Especially, say that, that Le'Veon Bell got offered that money. Todd Gurley got offered that money, and they tore ligaments. And they're this older. guy's never well, tore a ligament. Yeah, well, Todd Gurley did it in high school, though, right? He did it in college. college. college and, and Le'Veon college. Bell did it two or three years ago, and he this still got the This comes to the money. disrespect thing. Yeah. Melvin Gordon's a talented talented running back you watch the game you see okay. the things he does he's, he's really talented good. but not everyone in the nfl makes decisions based on talent and not everyone in the nfl cares you know to like oh what an upstanding guy like are, i'm gonna resign it is, him it is talent you guys especially heard what, especially next year when there's like eight hot running backs entering the draft you guys aren't listening. They could replace it's Melvin Gordon. The Steelers, the Steelers were going to pay the man based on talent. They were going to pay him, and they gave him a reasonable contract. But he is silly, and he didn't want it. So people do pay running backs based on talent. Le'Veon Bell just wanted crazy money. Running backs are just used and abused yes, by teams. But you guys aren't listening. Yeah. I listen to you, Joe. Bosa. I don't care about Bosa. On the Chargers. <laughs> they had a contract stalemate. They worked it out. Before the season started. They've proven they can work They've things proven out. that they will work out contracts with people. They met both ways. Melvin Gordon is not demanding things. He just wants to be met somewhere. He wants to be respected. He's he not doesn't want, for ridiculous He didn't say I, he wants the most amount of money. He didn't even say he wanted the top three. He just wants to be paid more than he's getting paid right now. And he Who knows what it. his number is? And he we don't it. even know his number. He deserves it. People want to, do, like it's people want to diminish him because of Philip Rivers. What's a contract? you got two or three guaranteed years? What are they going to do? They're going to franchise him next on, year? Somebody said something on SportsCenter. You could trade him and get your value they anyway said, if they don't uh, want him. They said when teams go into a game plan, when they go to play the Chargers, they game plan around Philip Rivers, which is fine. Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. And they said when they game plan against the Cowboys, they game plan around Ezekiel Elliott. The only reason they do that is because Ezekiel Elliott is the only... I mean, Dak Prescott isn't Phillip Rivers. If you switched Ezekiel Elliott onto the Chargers and you put Melvin Gordon on the Cowboys, when teams played the Cowboys, who are they going to game plan around? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. And that's just the way it is. They're just, you know, they're just skewing but it, they, making it... They're making it... They're, he, had the best, uh, he had the best stats with uh, eight men in the box, Melvin Gordon, last I'm year. I'm not arguing with you, Joe. Joe, 
I'm agreeing with you. He's the most efficient running back he with eight men paid, in the box. You get paid, and the Rivers, the, the the Chargers are a worse team without him. That's he's very talented, but and no one's arguing that. I just don't think that teams are willing to pay for that talent uh, anymore. Right. Like I said, he's, he's making five point seven now. He's making he's making five point seven now. They're not going to offer him and him accept eight million dollars or something. They're going to have to hit double digits per year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think they're going to offer. But him they're going to have to do it next year. He'll get it. They're going right, to have well, to do it next here, year anyway. Chalk bet. You're talking about seven million dollars. Well, next year they just might not even resign him. Maybe they'll let him walk. They're not giving away for nothing. Who do you think Melvin Gordon's going to get his money and be the starting running back for the Chargers week one? I do. Idea. I mean, I I'm not saying he's not going to be, but it's just a very real possibility that he will not be playing. Put it on the chalkboard. Another bet. I'll write it down. Chalk Melvin Gordon. Bet. I say Melvin he Gordon starting week, week one. one. And he gets his money. I, I didn't say he would. Same with Zeke. He's going to get paid. They're both Zeke, get paid. Zeke definitely will. I agree you with know that. What? I, I just don't see you know how you're like definite on one and not the other. because they need Zeke on on the Cowboys because they don't have like other players. They need Melvin Gordon. You're one, of those people, you're one of those people that are just being disrespectful. If you switch Why? the guys on the team, it'd be the same situation. Well, I know exactly, but that would again, he would be the only thing that Cowboys Justin Jackson have. did not do it's well. Disrespect. No, they didn't. The running backs didn't do good. Phillip Rivers was throwing, were throwing picks left and right. You can't take that small game, those four games, and say, okay, that was good. We ended up winning, so let's do it for 16 games instead of four. No, you don't Austin want to do Eckler that. Austin Eckler was god-awful. In those four no, games. you don't want to look at those four games and just say, oh, well, they won and be like, well, we won without them. But look at the way you won. It, like I said, it was like pulling teeth to get those wins out of there. I don't know. I had Justin Jackson as a backup because I had Melvin Gordon and he might have had one game with 100 yards. They're not Melvin Gordon. See the disrespect. There's a lot of guys out there that are always playing the guy behind the guy. There's always the guy behind the guy. If he was the guy, guess what? He wouldn't be behind the guy. Yeah. Are you, are you ready to talk about the players or not done, Joe? Oh, no. You, oh you, God, you, you were news. You guys were the ones that just talked for over 10 minutes, not me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who cares? I yelling at each other and yelling at me because I said it's a possibility <laughs> that he doesn't resign. I, no one questioned the man's character, uh, his talent. He's probably a family man. He probably goes to church every Sunday. <laughs> he is he a donates, family He family donates man. to everybody. He likes Dragon Ball you know, Z. He probably he has a bunch of kids, like 15, like Philip Rivers. I'm no, not he saying does. he's Honestly, not a good guy, you know but what? I'm just saying I, he might not be paid. I, if I base my fantasy football team on players that like Dragon Ball Z, I'd have pretty solid lineup if I oh I got like Juju, my team I got Juju yeah you'd have Juju Melvin Gordon you do have those what are you guys. talking about you I do, have yeah. those guys is that what you're basing your fantasy team on yeah Who likes I, I could trust people that's how I that's like you a meter to test oh that's a way. if you don't like Dragon Ball Z then you're suspect yeah I'm not I don't trust you're a you. sketch I'm like you you're don't sketchy. like dudes that power up yeah you don't like to power up to throw down you haven't seen me in my final form yet. yeah I right. want to go to another form. And uh, really quick, you guys are trashing Justin Jackson and Austin Ackler. Uh-huh. Justin always, Jackson is always the guy behind the guy. Didn't play a lot of games, you're right, but he had 50 attempts, 206 yards, so that's 4.1 yards per carry. It's Austin okay. Eckler, 5.2 yards per carry last year, 554 yeah. yards. But the games that he was actually good. playing without Melvin Gordon were horrible. Austin Eckler, 39 receptions for 404 yards. Austin Eckler had a good year because he was spelling Melvin Gordon. So he was the change of pace back. But I'm saying in the games where Melvin Gordon went down, Austin Eckler disappeared. It was embarrassing because my dad had Austin Eckler, and he's talking him up. Oh, I got your guy. He did nothing. No, Justin Jackson did more than him, and Justin Jackson barely did anything. He didn't do that much. Was Melvin Gordon out? Those four games they were out, the offense did not look good. This I mean, they won, but don't forget, they had, like, one of the best defenses in the league. That defense carried them those four games. 
Let's see. What games did he miss? They're in the almost at the end of the at season. The end. <coughs> so he made he made it to week twelve. No. It's week what? Week 13? eleven. So he was gone twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fifteen. No, he was there fifteen. Oh, so he only missed three games? So twelve, he missed 13, four games. fourteen. No, he missed four games. I think four. He did miss four games because I heard it on the radio. They said they went four and a one on him during that stretch. Oh yeah, he missed. Well, he missed week seven. Week seven <laughs> was a hamstring. Okay. He missed so seven, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Right, so four just let's just thir- say 12, 12, 12, 13, and fourteen are the real games. Yeah. And what did uh, Austin Eckler have? Twelve, thirteen. Austin Eckler did really bad week twelve. Pretty good. Good. Good week thirteen and fourteen though. What were his stats? Uh, week 13, 66 rushing yards and a touchdown, 28 receiving yards. So he got you 94 total yards and a touchdown. Okay. And then week 14, he had 58 rushing yards on eight attempts. So he didn't have a lot of attempts, but he got a touchdown, 58. And, oh, in week 13, he also had a receiving touch. Or no, 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 he didn't have a receiving touchdown. So he had almost one touchdown. So he had had one touchdown both games. And over 60 yards both games, so it wasn't bad. But what does that put you in as far as ranking stats? Is that top 15 running back, top maybe 20, 15 to 20? No, no, but they don't. He, he's All not going to be top 20, that, but with a rotation, fine. they become a committee of a rotation between Eckler and yeah. Justin Jackson. Melvin Gordon was getting well, like Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Double when touchdowns. Melvin Gordon's in the game. He's getting <clears> over 150 total yards and two or three touchdowns. Week 7, Eckler was crazy without Gordon. 113 rushing yards, one touchdown on the ground, and 10 yards in the air. I mean, 100 yards and a touchdown then? That's yeah, fine. That's fine. That's decent. But that's not what Melvin Gordon was putting up every No, week. I mean, Melvin Gordon's way better. I know that. Like I said, I'm not questioning his but talent, the but they could it's throw like, him away if they want. <laughs> I mean, it's... Oh, Melvin can. Gordon's amazing, but they could throw him away if they want. I mean, any team could... That's why... That's, that's like that's like Leonard Fournette's teams great, don't do but that. are they going to pay Leonard Fournette? Teams don't do that. No, Leonard the Fournette char- hasn't the done Steelers things. Did it, the Steelers did it, but the Steelers tried to do everything they could not to do it. That's what I'm saying. They did. They tried everything. Yes. And they even had a stud backup behind them. They don't have a stud backup uh, my, behind my, Melvin the, Gordon. What you're saying is right. fine <laughs> to me. It's fine. You could have that opinion. It's fine. But it's just like the Ezekiel Elliott thing. You just think, oh, they're going to sign Elliott. I think there's more in the way to signing Elliott than there is the Melvin Gordon because Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper need to get paid and they don't have enough money to pay everybody. And I you think, think it's Zeke, that easy. Okay. Zeke got two years left on his contract. He doesn't have one year left. Okay. Some of this definitely needs to be cut because we're at 24 cut, minutes. Don't cut anything. I, I hate cutting. It's good. If you don't want to listen, turn it off. Uh, uh, yeah, this is good. This I mean, is good quality stuff. If you if you cut me when I'm you putting guys out are quality work. Yelling, <laughs> you guys are yelling of saying the same things three or four times, so we might we have to eliminate one of them. No, we're not eliminating. Uh, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell now because we've already talked about him now a little bit. All right, go ahead. All right, so the episode is not Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. It should be. But the episode is Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, James Conner. Who are you going to take? So let's get into Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was born February 18, 1992. He'll be 27 years old this year. He was considered a two-star recruit by Rivals.com in high school, the 211th running back of the class of 2010. So not really you know, highly recruited. His junior year of college, his last year, he finished with 1,793 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns for Michigan State. He entered the 2013 NFL Draft and was selected in the second round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 48th overall pick. He was the second running back taken that year. Giovanni Bernard was the first running back taken. I bet they regret that. 
Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and then something about Le'Veon Bell to me when I was watching that draft because a lot of people were high on Bernard and I was all in on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, actually, Eddie, Eddie Lacy, Lacy too. too. Eddie Lacy and Giovanni Bernard were being hyped up, and this guy was kind of like the third running back in a lot of fantasy minds. When I watched his college tape, I don't know if you guys watched it, I was in shock because I'd never seen this before. This man was jumping over people standing up. I know. Like hurdling people like I've never seen people get hurdled before. And it was, like, stunning to me. And I was like, I think this guy's a stud. And he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers, a running back team, you know, a great running back team. I thought, I know, I was I was all over this dude. If, had he not hurt his foot and missed the first eight games, I would have taken him in our dynasty league. I had to take Eddie Lacy because I needed a running back. But had he not hurt himself his rookie year in the preseason, would have loved to get him for my dynasty league. But anyways, uh He's been a stud, and I guess we already talked about him, <laughs> you know, in the yeah. arguing in the beginning. Well, we haven't really talked about his production on the field. Yeah, We've been talking about his silliness he, off the field. He's a stud, and the uh, thing about uh, Le'Veon Bell to me, what I see, is that when this dude hits the hole, he's not, like, you know, bursting through the hole. He's, like, skating on ice, and he's he's got such good vision. He's, it's like, like everybody finding. Everybody else is in slow motion. Everyone's, like, floating around floating him. Around and he's kind of, like, gliding around. He's gliding. He's yeah. slipping right through I've there. Honestly, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing a running back run the way he runs. It's, it's pretty impressive. The only thing, I've never seen one before him run his way, but we're going to talk about another running back that actually kind of runs similar to him. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Who's he, that? Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Baby Bell. What do you what do you say? Um, what do you think about Bell? Um, Le'Veon Bell is a stud. I mean, he's yeah. done great his whole career. Um, you know, running the ball and catching the ball. So I think he could go to any team and perform. But problem is that Adam Gase sucks. <laughs> I agree with you. And uh, the Jets. Here's one concern: the Jets' offensive line is not great, and we know that Le'Veon Bell is one of those patient runners that you know just kind of hangs back. And waits for had, something to open he's up. Always he's always had, had the benefit the, of a good offensive yeah, line. Exactly. He's always had the Pittsburgh offensive line that allows him to just stand back and wait a second. And he does it so good. I mean, I don't know. There's been times when he's just been standing in the backfield. Are you gonna run, dude, or what? He's like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for my holes to open. Yeah. 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 But so that patient running style may or may not work on the Jets. Um, but like I said, I think he still can perform. One other thing I was looking at with Adam Gase is I looked at his uh running totals on Miami last year. And we all know he made poor decisions and threw Frank Gore out there a lot. Uh, so from the starters, 306 attempts went to the starters. And I said the starters were Frank Gore, Kenyon Drake, and Kalen Balaj because Balaj did start at the end when Gore went down. Um, Gore got 156 touches, and he was their primary back. Drake, 120. That's crazy. And Balaj, 30. Le'Veon Bell has had 250-plus touches every year he's played. So he always had the workload. And he's always had 45-plus catches every year he's played. And Adam Gase had already said Elijah McGuire is not going away. <laughs> God, no. And Elijah McGuire is known as a pass-catching back. So I, I really hope base. that, yeah, base. I really don't hope that he eats into Le'Veon's production. That would be terrible. Gase is upset that they paid this man so much money. Uh, yeah, he said he wouldn't have signed him. That's the thing. They paid him the money. He's going to be on the field. Oh, he's I'm definitely going to be on the field. Stubborn, yeah, man. but... Gase gets hired, you know, Gase the only guy, you know what, he'll get hired by a guy and be like, you know what, you hired me, but now you're getting fired. <laughs> I mean, Pace, Gase does what he wants. I, I, I guess you're right, but... He's, uh, 
Bell's Who gets hired by somebody <laughs> and then turns around and says, you know what? You hired me, but now you're fired. Because I'm taking your job temporarily. <laughs> I don't know. It's strange. He's strange. His eyes are strange. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to produce when he's on no, the field. He's going to be a stud. I, but there's no way he can't. He's too talented. I just hope you don't get gased. He's a you pass catcher gased. too, though. That's so the thing. I, I don't get this. Well, McGuire's I know, but that's what he's, but he said. Elijah McGuire is not going away. I'm not the I, one that put it out there. Joe, because he's Adam got Gase eyes did. that go one way. <laughs> he can see goes everything. Another way, so it's like he's all over the That's place. why he went to the Jets. They knew that Gaze could keep an eye on him at all times. Yeah, <laughs> so he's got one eye on him while the other eye's going all over the place. <laughs> but uh, realistically, I think Le'Veon Bell, like, this is like a floor for me. I think he gets you 1,000 rushing yards this year, seven touchdowns, like four or 500 receiving yards, three touchdowns. I think you get, like... 1,400 yards, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns. Yeah. And I that's know. That's a floor. I, I think that's, it's a, it might be high yardage, but I think, I think you could get 10 touchdowns out of the dude. I, I, don't, think Jets, I don't think it's high yardage. I think well, he's, he's got never a rookie hit. quarterback and unproven wide receivers. I think the only other, the only wide receiver that's been there for a while is Robbie Anderson and the other guy. Robbie Anderson, Quincy uh, Nua. He's been hurt. So they're going to rely on Bell a lot this year. What do you got for us, Joe? I think. I hope. Unless Gase gases us. We need uh, some stats. Uh, no, you were going to say, you said 10 touchdowns, but you were uh, saying total touchdowns. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, I realize that now. When you said 10 touchdowns, I was like, um, he's never hit 10 rushing touchdowns, which is surprising to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ten total. So but he's, but he's always guy. had. Yeah, he's always Very great with yardage, yardage yeah. and then uh, receptions and receiving but touchdowns as well. He was out, you know, in Pittsburgh where Antonio Brown demands the touchdowns, and he still was productive. Yeah, that's true. But I like him a lot. I do too. He might not be the first. Are you still going to draft him in the first round? I, oh, it depends. I mean, it if depends I'm at on the how end, it falls. If you're at the end, if you could get Bell at the end, and then another, I don't know, you get Bell and another guy we're going to talk about later. If you get Bell and Connor at the end of the round. I'm taking Bell and DeAndre Hopkins or uh, Devontae Adams. Are you going to draft uh, Le'Veon Bell over Todd Gurley, Joe? Uh, no, I'm taking Todd Gurley still. <laughs> no, I, I think I would take Todd Gurley. I I mean, Todd Gurley, you know, with the knee, he's still, you know, you know that offense is good. I don't know what Mr. Gase is up to. It's a question mark. He's like... What does he? Don't know. What is he planning? It's kind of like with Kylo, Kylo Murray. It's like I just don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do. Right? I would Joe? still go with Todd Gurley. I mean, yeah, and I'm still drafting Kyler Murray over everyone you said last time. Um, <sighs> would you take uh, James Conner or Le'Veon Bell? That's where. That's a really tough one. That's where it's kind of close for me because if Conner is the undisputed number one, I would take Conner. Yeah. But if he's gonna split carries, then at I'll this, take if Bell. you're you're drafting today. Bell I'm taking Connor. Bell today. Me too. Yeah. I'll take I'll Bell take today Bell. as well. I also will take Bell. Uh, but that's why I like to make my decisions after I see some preseason yeah, games. Yeah, I want to see how it's going to pan out. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people do that. They wait like this we do. And a lot of people also uh, draft early, especially Dynasty Leagues. A lot of people like to draft around um, that time of the actual NFL draft with the hype up and whatever. So It all depends on how it pans out. Because like, if the Steelers don't fool around and mess with Connor's carries... He's a top. I mean, I don't know. Sky's the limit for Connor. We're going to talk about him a little I'm sorry. bit. No, but here's, but here's the other now, speculation <laughs> with Le'Veon Bell. If if Gase doesn't fool around and actually gives him the ball like he should and has the offense run through Bell, Bell's back at being the best running back in the league. Yeah, I mean, if they go was. through him and the offense is okay, the offensive line had a lot of injuries last year. So they finished yeah. 25th in the NFL out of 32, but they had a lot of injuries. So I don't know. You know, they got a new scheme. 
if they could get into the, like the 15s, you know, the teens with their offensive line, you know, not giving up, you know, sacks and, you know, opening holes. Someone said, you know, the the pass catching ability of Le'Veon Bell will make defenses sit back a little bit. Yeah, they can't all on blitz. Their heels, yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. In, people forget Le'Veon Bell when he was playing, he was the best running back in the league. He was. He was before the best, Todd Gurley. Yeah. He was the best running back in the league. He could he jump was, over people. He standing isn't up. injured. He <laughs> isn't injured. He had a year to rest. To rest. From all accounts, he's in great shape now. You know, he's a little heavy, but they said he got his shape back in. If they run the scheme through him like they should and don't put the game on the shoulders of the rook, the sophomore quarterback, he should be a top three running back. I think it's a good pick at the end of the first round. Yeah, you're getting a guy at the end of the first round that has the potential of being back to where he was when he left. He's Best still, running back in the league. He's 27. He's not yeah, dead yet. 27 is good. He's not like you guys, you know, oh, a bunch yeah. of 30-year-olds here with me. 30 now. 20 you know, I'm yeah. in my 20s, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's uh, say happy ba- belated birthday to our host here. Yeah, we were yelling yeah, at you. Happy we birthday. Yeah, I know. But it was his birthday, see? <laughs> I'm not allowed to. I'm not <laughs> even allowed to us. share my opinions on my us. birthday. Yeah. You don't get presents either. <laughs> we're like a two-headed monster, like a Greek myth. It's like, yeah, but he cut us off two more. You're like Her- Hercules. He's cutting yeah. him off, but we keep coming back. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. Who's cutting go. off your heads? No, I don't really get that reference. <laughs> you never seen Hercules? I know Hercules, but why are your heads being cut off? Because we're the Greek you're myth. Trying to, you're trying to keep us under control, uh, so you cut our heads off, but then we come back <laughs> at you with even more. Yeah, man. So it's come hard, on. Joe. You know, you're, what, what are they called? The hydrants? The hydras? The hydras. The hydras. Yeah. All right. But wait, are we going to do Mixon or are we doing Connor? Might as well go to Connor. All right. We I will skip Mixon. Oh, well, I'm not saying to skip. Uh, no, I, I, I mean on my notes. I had we had, back. We're going to come back around. All right, we're going to we're going to reach around. Don't worry. Yeah, we will. That's awfully we're nice. Courteous yeah. like that. <laughs> All right, James Conner, born May fifth, nineteen ninety five. This will be his age twenty four season. He'll be twenty four years old. Three star recruit as a running back and weeks weak side defensive end. So he was a you know offense and defensive player coming into college. Committed to Pitt. In his sophomore season, that's where he really exploded at Pitt. Uh, Connor rushed for 1,765 yards and set the ACC record with 26 rushing touchdowns in the season. He led the ACC in rushing yards that year as well. But, however, the start of his junior year, he tore his MCL, and I guess it was a blessing in disguise because when they were doing the you know, testing after he tore his, AC, or his MCL, they found out that he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he was diagnosed with cancer, and I was reading an article recently that the the doctor said, thank God we found out that, or you tore your MCL, it was like a blessing, because you had a couple weeks left to live because the cancer spread, and I guess he had tumors in his heart, or around his heart. Around his heart. And uh, what I was reading, or his perspective of it was that he was working out a lot, and he was getting tired, and he wasn't feeling good. Yeah, he was getting gassed. And he was getting nervous that he was losing, you know, he wasn't as good anymore, so he was trying to work even harder. harder. yeah. So, I mean, that's scary. The dude didn't even know he was sick. But, uh, you know, he comes back his senior year of college because he, you know, was cleared. He got, you know, cancer-free in the offseason. He comes back and puts up a respectable 1,092 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns. So, you know... That brings him back into relevance, you know, for the NFL draft <clears throat> because of the illness, because of the MCL. 
a lot of the analysts were saying he's going to be a fifth or sixth round pick. However, the Pittsburgh Steelers saw the promise, you know, in this guy. I mean, he was he was going to be a top pick had he not had First that happen. First round habit. pick talent. He ends up going to the Steelers in the third round, the 105th pick in the 2017 NFL draft. It was good insurance on Le'Veon Bell because they knew they were going to have problems with Bell. They already tagged him once. They tagged him again, and look what happened. Or they went that year, they ended up tagging him the first time. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so last year, you know, Connor played phenomenal. I was surprised. I've never seen a dude just step into an offense, replace a superstar, and, you know, kind of act like a superstar for a little while. Yep, high character guy. Yep, I like him. I like him a lot. What do you got to say, Nick? I mean, he's your guy, so. I, what was that? Much Come on, say. what was that stat, man? You had that stat. He had the most he what? the most broken tackles in the league. Oh, yeah, that he says every he episode. He's a, he's, this say the stat clearly so everyone can hear. Say he had it. the what? most broken tackles in the league before he went down with that foot injury. I like that stat. He is the man. So what that tells me is he may have a good offensive line, but even when the offensive line fails him, he's going to make one or two guys miss and get positive yardage. And uh, he did have a couple drops last year, but I think he can be a pretty valuable receiving back in the, out of the backfield because he did do it. You know, He just has to be a little more consistent with it. Um, there's rumors that even he said, but I think this is just him being a real high character, good teammate about the backups they have, maybe dipping into his carries. But you're not going to take a guy like this. When it comes crunch time, you're not going to take your most talented guy out of the game. They might spell him a little bit with the third round back out of Boise State, who is slow, like super slow. And he might take goal line carries, but, but uh, Connor is a goal line back. And then the tight end maybe dips in a little more in the, in the passing game, but, you know, he is a tight end trying to play running back, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, as long as Connor gets his opportunities and he stays healthy, he's just going to repeat what he did last year, almost 1,000 yards, 12 rushing touchdowns, uh, four-point yards to carry. Um, I think the sky's the limit for James Connor, and I think he could, be, he could be a guy that helps you win your fantasy football this year. Yeah, I mean, he did great. He had over 1,400 total yards. 13 I mean, touchdowns, I think. Yeah, 13 touchdowns. That's great. Yeah. He had like 600 receiving yards. 500. And 500. he only um, he missed three games. So, and that's you know, this three is some games. guy that could have had over 1,600 yards and some more touchdowns. Uh, he did very well. Um, I know, like you said, people are worried about the share in the backfield and whatever, and it could be a possibility. I don't know if he went down because it was a conditioning thing or if it was just because of the injury. Uh, but like Joe said, I mean, he did – you know, recently get cured of cancer, so maybe he just wasn't in his best physical form. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying he could uh, regress. Sorry, stumbled there. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Uh, so I'm saying he could regress a little bit, maybe not. But like Nick brought up with the rumors of sharing the backfield, I don't know why everyone hates Jalen Samuels, but he did do very well <laughs> while James Conner was gone. He had uh, 56 rush attempts, 256 yards, so 4.6 yards to carry. He didn't get any rushing touchdowns, but he did get uh, three receiving touchdowns on 200 yards receiving as well. So he did put up some production. He Connor said himself that it might be a split backfield. Like you said, it could be a character thing, or maybe he just realizes that he needs to maybe have a little bit less work taken off of him. But even if you take away five carries, I mean, yeah. he's still going to be awesome. Whenever I mean, they split carries, there's a guy that's favored, and Connor's going to be the favorite. And, you know, Maurice Jones-Drew and Fred Taylor were the best, you know, the most equal split carries I could ever remember. And Maurice Jones-Drew had 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns yeah. a year. So I, I 
I'm not worried about his production, I guess. I'm just worried that I want him to have the stats he had. I want him to break that. But if he got 13 touchdowns and 1,400 yards this year, he's better than, you know, 80% of the running backs. He's yeah. he's like the number five running back. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If he just repeats what he did. I, I, think he's, I think he's a good player. I think that we're putting – Putting a lot on him. Putting a lot of crap on him, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's not hes not really injured, and he's young, and he's healthy right now, and he's got nobodies. I mean, I know you like Jalen Samuels. I don't really give a They're crap. nobodies. They're guys. They're nobodies. They're guys. There's nobody's really threatening They're him. just guys. They they're could just dip guys. into his carries just, to have, just, th- just for the hopes that he lasts longer at the end of the season, but yeah, they're that, just guys. That's every what I team, think. Yeah. Every team has backup running backs. Yeah. So every team has backup running backs capable. You're in the NFL. You're capable. A yeah. lot of these guys have good games. But like I said, but if they were the guy, they'd be the guy. They're yeah, not if they the guy. were the guy, they'd be the guy. They're not the no, guy. No, I mean, I think, like I said, he, there are backups, and I mean, they could take some work away, but... Like Nick said, or whoever just said it, I don't I know. Said sorry for the later about in the season. yeah for later in the season yeah. exactly. I mean, so he survives till the end because they were kind of beating him up like Le'Veon Bell. I mean, well, that's his thing. first game he had 31 rushing well, I attempts. Know. Where, 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 you, you, you know, know it, then he had a stretch of 20 plus rushing attempts, topping out at 24. And like I said, even if you just take away five of those. Four of those attempts, and he still has nineteen. It could be good. He still for has you. nineteen attempts. It'd be better. It could, it be, could better. be good for Here's you. Here's the thing: we're looking at his stats from last year, and he didn't play three freaking games, guys. He I didn't know. Play I know. That's what he said. Yeah. His stats are ridiculous. If he played all year, we're just we're just thinking about it. Like he could be like everybody's in love with Barkley. If he played all year and he kept doing this, people want Barkleys, but there's only one Barkley. So we're always trying to find other guys that are like Barkley. We lost Gurley, you know. So may have lost Bell. We may have lost <laughs> Bell. So they want the next stud. And this guy did it last year and showed that he could be that guy. But it's just we're putting, like you said, hey, we're man. putting a lot of you know on what? him. But, I, but here's the thing. If anybody can do it, it's this guy. Yeah, he's beating cancer, <laughs> he beat man. cancer. But like I said, when we're going through these three, when we're going through Bell, uh, Mixon, and Connor, I know I said I'd pick Bell today, but... <laughs> When I really now think you're about rethinking it. it. No, I, I mean mm-hmm. I've been throwing it back and forth to myself. I really like James Conner. Yeah. And um You know, you I know all the reasons I'm saying no to James Conner are bullshit reasons. Yeah. And the reasons I should be saying yes are that he's young, he's done it, and you know, he's got really, in my opinion, no competition to stop him from doing it again. And and well, this is the kind of guy you want, you know, you know, a value guy. He could give you as many touchdowns as Ezekiel Elliott, but you're not going to get him in the top of the, top first, of the first round. round. You might get him in the second round. And he's going to give you – Elliott had nine touchdowns or ten maybe. This guy. This guy had 13 this first he year. He missed three games. And that's what bothers me. Everyone loves Ezekiel Elliott, and all these other running backs are doing awesome things, yeah. and I don't think they get the credit they deserve, and then they always get like the – There's bad, always a reason There's why. a bad taste in your mouth about them for some reason. And Elliot, yeah, he, he got no competition. He's a great running back. He got a lot of yards, but the dude don't score touchdowns, and they and he's just everyone's prodigal son. He's always top three. It. I'm redacting it. I'm taking Connor over Bell. Yeah, yeah, I think Connor over Bell. If I if I'm being serious, like yeah, if, if I'm I if really I'm really strategizing, it, you know, I, I it's love, safer. Yeah. It's you're safer. Yes, less question marks to be honest with you because of the gaze offense. Because of the team, the offensive line, <laughs> and they know they like to run the, the offense through him. Yeah, and they're going to have to now because if they want Juju to succeed. They can't put it all on Juju. Hey, did the Steelers win without uh, Connor? Can you check that? Those it, three games? Yeah, because yeah. they didn't make the playoffs. No, they didn't make the playoffs. I think they kind of fell off there. 
All right, so while Connor was out, yeah, 14, 15, 16, they lost week 14. It was a really close one, 24-21. Oh, that was against the Raiders, though. Ugh. They beat the Patriots week 15. That's weird. And lost to the Saints, a very close one, 31-28 in week 16. So they did lose while Connor was gone. Uh, they were close games, so shouldn't have lost that Raiders game, though. They shouldn't have won the Patriots game. <laughs> shouldn't have won the Patriots game. They could have been 0-3. Uh, 0-3. They could have been. Yeah. So, all right. So if if James Conner repeats what he did next year, like what he did this year, if he does it next year, then that following year, 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he could be dra- drafted top three running back. Yeah, Barkley, yeah. him, and whoever else. Because I don't Kamara. know. Kamara. Kamara. Oh, yeah, Kamara. Yeah. He's right there. He has the potential, and that's what I'm saying. People just want – more guys like I that. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, for some reason, I don't know if it's the owner, but they like to run. And, you know, Pittsburgh Mike Tomlin running. has always had. Yep, yeah. Tomlin always uh, likes to run. One bell cow back. Yeah, I like they that. Had, yeah, they, yep. And, uh, yes. Yes, I agree. I like Should we James talk about. Uh, yep, next right. one. Joe, next. Joe Mixon. I'm the kind of guy. You ever see the show Next on MTV? That oh, dating show. That, yeah. When I walk, that's my so fear cheesy. in life is like if I walked out of the next van and they are automatically like next. next. Oh, that's terrible. I <laughs> forgot about that show. <laughs> that oh would my kill God. me. Could you imagine how funny that would be? I would have it on record. I would have it on record. Oh yeah, if it was yeah. me oh, and you're yeah, watching it, yeah. <laughs> but it really happened. Like I would Murphy cry, man. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah, Charlie Murphy laugh on me. Charlie Murphy I would cry. Joe will come out of the van in his Spider-Man T-shirt, and yeah. there's like a super hot girl uh, sitting there, and she just says, I would next. totally have to go into that show with that kind of mentality. It'd be like, I'm going to be so off the wall, crazy, goofy, act like I don't care, and then maybe they won't next me because I'm so silly. Instead of going no. in like a confident, like, oh, I shouldn't get nah. next. Hopefully, I can like get past the walk down. If I could get past the walk, yeah. Once didn't it, like as soon as the door. <laughs> That's opened, what I'm saying. Yeah, they do it all the time before they even get to the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's horrible. Terrible. You didn't even get a chance to say anything. No, that's awful. All right, let's go to Mixon. Next. All right, Mixon. Joe Mixon was born July 24th, 1996. This will be his year 23 season. 23 years old. I don't know how to say that right. Someone say that right. He's I mean, 23 years old. He will be 23 <laughs> years old this year. 23 no, years old. Yeah, no, I can't talk. All right, he's 6'1", 237 pounds. It's kind of big. Mixon was a five-star recruit and ranked the number one high school running back in the nation in 2014. So he was, you know, very He's built notable. almost exactly like Le'Veon Bell, by the way. Notable. Mixon played for the University of Oklahoma from 2014 to 2016. Uh, his final season of college, he ran for 1,274 yards, 6.8 yards of carry, and 10 touchdowns while only starting five games. He had an instant incident. I don't know if there's... Uh, during college or after college where <clears throat> he got caught up in the it was during the fight where he punched the woman but she was saying you know racist things to him, she hit so, him. or she hit him too it was kind of it was, it was messed bad. up i'm it not just a whole not, bad situation not defending yeah. it no, but defend it was weird it was bad. Defend anyone. Uh, but then he Never defend. he fell in the draft because of it he was going to be a first round pick he ended up getting drafted by the Bengals in the second round 48th overall Interesting that you talked about him being the same size as Le'Veon Bell. They're exactly the same. Le'Veon Bell was also the 48th pick in the second round. He's AFC rushing leader in 2018. I do like him, but um, my only thing about him is the weight. I, I don't know. I, I assume he's fast. I'm sure Joe could pull up the stats on him. But, like, 
I did a comparison of someone I trust, like Melvin Gordon, and I watched his highlight video. The dude is explosive, electrifying. We use those words. When I watched Joe Mixon, he is a you know a bull bulldozer. You know, he runs really well. He doesn't have like the breakaway electrifying speed on on tape for me, but I could be wrong. I don't know what his forty is. I mean, I, I'm just. When he was coming into the draft, he ran a four five forty. That's not bad. It's good, but I I just know he's a little bigger bit bigger. Dude. He's big dude. I, mean, I think my, I'm not too concerned about the breakaway speed. My 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 concern with him is the the team. What, what's the, the team, team and the coach? I think he's going to be a good running back. New I, coach. I I don't see like a, a I don't see a Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley kind of runner. But I I mean he's like uh, capable. He's just like. Uh, Put him in there. He's going to get you the yards you need kind of dude. I see it. I think he's really talented. I think if he, if they, if they, if he was in a better situation, better offensive line, that's a really bad offensive line, by the way. And, and they just still, lost two of them. Yeah, and they still lost two of them. But even with that bad offensive line last year, he averaged 4.9 yards a carry. Yeah, I know. He led the AFC in rushing. So, I mean, even with garbage, hot garbage surrounding him, he still was very productive over 1,000 yards rushing and eight rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, if they shore up that offensive line, which it doesn't look like they're going to do this year. No. So, I mean, it's another year of Joe Mixon doing whatever he can to succeed. But I think this guy has, like, Dynasty Leagues, this guy is really good. He's and I think, valuable in Dynasty. I think he has the potential. He could, I think he could be, like you said, you don't see him being like a Melvin Gordon and those kind of guys. I think he could be if he had a better situation. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the new coach um, is a little friendlier to him because, like you said, he can be Melvin Gordon or um, Le'Veon Bell. What's really separating him from getting to that uh, status, I think, is Giovanni Bernard still being there um, because Joe Mixon can catch the ball. He had 43 receptions last year, not for a ton of yardage, though, uh, just under 300 yards. But Giovanni Bernard still had uh, 35 receptions for just over 200 yards. So if you took you know that away and gave it to Mixon, then he has a kind of um, receiving production because he'll be at five six hundred yards. So I mean, I don't know why they're still chugging Bernard out there, but they are. He does eat in his yardage a little bit too. Bernard had about two hundred fifty rushing yards last year. Yeah, Joe eh. Mixon. Here's the th- that's the thing about Joe Mixon. He's really talented. I like him a lot. It's but just they're it's not just, giving him. They're not making him like the workhorse. He's just kind of a guy that I really like, and I think he can be really good. But I'm not gonna take. The I'm risk telling on you him. what's happening. I'm gonna pass on him. I mean, Giovanni Bernard's stats are good, but that's just like like we do this every running back. We're yeah, doing everybody. This. Comes you got up 400 yards. He's got 400 yards. Jalen Samuel got that. 400 yards. Yeah. He's just. A, he's I know, just but a the only reason why the only reason why I put it out is because. They're they they should take their production. I know, I'm but saying, you like, got to spell them. I know. We just talked about it coming up for reasons not to like a guy. But the reasons for Joe Mixon aren't like him and like I think it's the, the coaching. It's, well, we can't say coaching now because they got a new coach. It's the scheme. It's been the coaching. It's been the coaching. <laughs> it was what's-his-name who should have been fired yeah, four years ago. I agree. That was, his, that was an issue. And the offensive line, the offensive line, yeah, is so bad, and it's worse this year, Joe. That's why he he's a pass for me, dudes. Already, that's why I just said I'm passing on him. But maybe next year. I mean, I think he'll still be pretty productive for you, and who knows? Maybe they shore up the offensive line. Maybe this new coach comes up with a scheme that works. I need to watch the preseason on these and guys because go. if the offensive line is capable, then you know, yeah, I'll take him in the second round. But this guy, unfortunately, he's not going to the first round, and you maybe you get a steal. You get lucky. You're in a ten maybe get person league. Now. If you get him in the beginning of the third round, yeah, I'd, I'd take him in the beginning of the third round. 
I, I don't know. It's hard. There's there's, of, I would take Connor and Bell over him right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, now, now, absolutely. Before the injuries, it was hard. It was hard because it was like this dude's really talented. They got a new coach, but now it's like every week there's a thing popping up to make Joe Mixon fall, and it's nothing he's doing. It's just the things around him just don't seem to be working out in Cincinnati for him at the beginning of his career. And I didn't bring up uh, Giovanni Bernard earlier, Joe, saying he's going to affect Joe Mixon. <laughs> I'm not sure. I was saying uh, Giovanni Bernard got 50 targets last year. Why does he have 50 targets? You know, Joe Mixon should get 25 of those targets, you know, because no, he fine. can catch the ball. I agree. And, yeah. it, and if they do get rid of Gio- Giovanni Bernard's work, like lowered a little bit, I mean, he's getting old. I think Giovanni Bernard's going to be 28 this season. He's 27 now. So if you give Mixon another 25 targets, say he catches – 18 of them, that's another at least 100 yards. Yeah, yeah but he doesn't need it. More that's all that. I'm saying. That's the thing. He don't even need it. Uh, well, I'm he saying had 1,600 total yards last year, but how many touchdowns? With Giovanni Bernard you just, you guys, Well, you guys were saying he's not quite Le'Veon Bell. He's not quite that. I'm saying he can be that well, if, he got that, if he got that um, receiving yeah, production. I, no, I'm just saying I don't see Joe's in saying his running. Joe's saying he doesn't see the talent there. He doesn't see the kind No, I'm of saying he's productive, sees. but I don't see the electrifying You don't see the ability that ability. you see out of a Melvin Gordon. Could you pull I do. Up, could you pull up his touchdown totals? Because I think he only he had, had eight like eight. rushing. Eight rushing, no receiving. one receiving. One receiving. Nine. Uh, so he had the, nine the, total touchdowns. That's yeah. good. The thing that I, want, terrible team. That, that I want him to separate himself, I want him to get into double-digit touchdowns, same yardage. I'm fine with the same yardage. But if he could get into like 12, 13, 14 touchdowns, then we're talking about a first-round running back. I know, but here's the reason why people love Joe Mixon. He had nine touchdowns, 1,200 rushing yards, and 4.9 yards of carry on a it. terrible offense. I know. It was awful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they didn't have AJ Green there to keep eight out of the box. No, I like it. I like. There's a lot of things they I like knew, about him. They knew when you were I like going, the player. When, when AJ Green left after <laughs> what week three? Was it week three? I think it, was, it was really three early. or four. It was, it really was early, early. Yeah. So every team going into the game against the Bengals ain't, ain't playing about uh, around the red rifle. You yeah, do no. not go in there saying, "Oh, we got to stop the red rifle." You go in there saying, "Joe Mixon." And he still averaged 4.9 yards to carry, eight touchdowns, he's, and 1,200 uh, yards on a terrible offensive line. I think he's a bruiser. I think he knocks people on their back. I, I like mm-hmm. him, but I'm just saying I don't see him. Uh, yeah, I'm I don't just, see the quickness I want. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You want him to be quicker, but I see production, and I see a guy. Yeah, that knows, I agree. I see. Sometimes there's just guys that get it, and I think he gets it. He knows how to get open. He knows how to make guys miss, and he runs over dudes. And he's got the ability to be a top number one back in this league if they, they help him out. He needs a little help. I need a little help. Give him a little help, please. Yeah. He needs some milk is what he needs. Give <laughs> him some milk. Milk. <sighs> All right. All right. If you, <laughs> like, if you like this episode, please subscribe and like yeah. on whatever platform you're listening to us on. All right, guys. That'll be the end with Joe Mix in there. Uh, please let us know what you thought about this. Remember to follow us on Twitter um, at SFFB. Joe LaPenta. We got Joey Notebook at SFFB underscore Joey underscore NB. And Nick at SFFB, Simple Nick. Give us a shout out. Uh, please like us, rate us, review us. We want to know what you think about the past couple episodes where we went in depth on everybody. Let you know or let us know if you like that better than what? Spamming, spamming players. <laughs> Would you rather? 20 guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. Um, um, so yeah again please give us some feedback and let's end it with I'm the champion end it
No, we already did no. that. You're not the champion, You're not by the way, the champion. anyway. Who has a trophy in our league? Yeah, but you didn't win last year. But who has ever held it? I don't care. Who's don't ever know. held it? <laughs> have you ever held the trophy uh, in our league? I bought the trophy. Did you ever held it? Have you ever held it as <laughs> a champion? <laughs> no. Did you no. ever held it? Have you ever held it as a champion? I don't want to. I'm not going to hold it as he a champion. He don't want it. I'm going to leave it at, I'm gonna leave it at your house. Like, I don't want to win. I just like, just say I just yes like coming no. to the party. Guys, I've <laughs> held it. It was like the Super Bowl. Confetti was all That's over. That's what she said. It was. And uh, I kissed it. She said that too. <laughs> yeah. I know and you kissed uh, it, Joe. You told us. And that's it. But uh, that's all we got. Please end it so Joey can stop talking. I'm I don't want to listen to it anymore. All right. Go play Super Nintendo. <laughs> I'm happy about that. I guess. <laughs> all right, guys. See you later. Peace. <laughs>